From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Back again, back again, back again, back again. I, you know what, guys? I don't even know. I don't even know what episode we're on. Seven. Oh no, it's not seven. <laughs> seventeen. I, I do know this. Gotta be I, seven, no, I, I do know. 40. You know we're, we're still maintaining our north of ten thousand subscribers, which I like. So thank you very much. If you are a subscriber to the podcast, this is the Power Move. I'm your host, John Gafford. To my left, we have Colt, the the Mormon City Viper. Ooh, Ooh, that's where we're going. I like Sharp. that. Mormon Sharp. City Viper. That's where we're going with today. Good ones. Yeah, I told you how to go with that one. I know how to go with that. Go with today. We're good. talking about the Mormons, and this is what he comes with. I don't, no, we're not talking about Mormons. But I just you're, you're from you're from you're from a Mormon. Utah. You're from yeah. Utah. So there you yeah. go. Mormon town. Mormon town Viper. Viper. I like it. And okay. as always, also the counselor Chris Connell. How are you, sir? Living the dream. Living the dream, indeed. Yes, well, you know, today I want to talk about something on the podcast that we're going to talk about. We got some current events stuff we got to talk to, but the main idea that we're going to talk about today is resiliency because I think a lot of people, you know, you see the the memes with the guy digging for the gold and then it's just on the other side and he quits and like, oh, I'm going to get a beer and all yeah. that stuff. And, and, and I think that there's a lot of jokes about it, but I think a lot of people don't realize that when you look at people that, that function at a high level or people that have great success, they do it through resiliency. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things when people talk back to my apprentice days that I was the most proud of, I've talked about it before on the show, is the fact that when you know they, they gave us personality tests to get on the show in the first place, and I tested higher in resiliency than any other candidate ever did. And I, I, I'm actually kind of proud of that when you look at the people that were on that show. I thought it was pretty good, so I want to talk about it today in detail, but there's a couple things we're going to talk about first. Obviously, finally, uh, you know, <laughs> Back to football. Let's talk wow. about it. So Tom Brady did Talk about resilience. Yeah. Was he going to retire? Was he going to retire? Of course he's going to retire. He had to wait to get his bonuses. It came up. But here's the question. Did you see the retirement uh, text? Did you see the Instagram text with Tom Brady? Retired? I saw it. Colt, do you even know what football is? No. Who's okay, Tom Brady? Right. Who's Tom Brady? Exactly. <laughs> it's not Tom Brady. He's not. He's yeah, not who's Tom Brady Tom and why Hanks. should I hate him is the question you've got. I know. No. But the big controversy, obviously, is is he came out and thanked basically every single member of the Bucks organization, down to the water boy and ta- and the person that handed him his jock every day, and made no mention of that other little football program that he happened to play with for oh, several New years. Patriots. New England Patriots, or anybody else remotely associated with that. And New so, England is mad, big mad. I know they're huge mad about it. So big here's mad. so here's the question. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a, a several part question. Number one, should Tampa Bay retire Tom Brady's jersey just to, just to pour salt in the wound as quickly as humanly possible. Thousand percent. Yeah. How do you not? Yeah, you have Should to. Be today. I walked in and got you a, a bowl. When yeah. Who, who did you have? Jameis Winston or something? Yeah. Who was uh, the I guy think, before that? I think they're going to get Jameis back if you want to be honest. I mean, I, think that's I don't know. The they don't care. They got a vacation. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. You know. No, I think that's it. So if I'm the Bucks, I think I'm hanging I'm hanging the jersey as fast as oh. I can just to pour salt in the wound. And but, Gronk and Gronk. And Gronk mm. retire them both. Just to be a complete troll, yeah, throw up okay. the yeah, too. Yeah. Okay, but okay, does that, that begs the next question. How big of an asshole is Belichick? <laughs> I mean, was it that is it that bad? I think they were both smart enough to know they needed each other oh, for boy. a while. And I don't think that relationship was as strong as as good as people assumed it was. Right. Yeah. Like I think people know 
hey, we can be partners because we're making money together. I mean, it's just like band members. You see them on stage, you think things are great, and you find out they don't talk to each yeah. other for years. Thank I think you for Oasis of, for keeping it real. Yeah. Just yeah. go ahead and kill yeah. yourself right yeah. on stage. <laughs> but I think that's <laughs> Thanks, I think Oasis. that's where it was. I think they were smart enough to know, hey, we got a good thing. We're making a lot of money. We're having great careers. Let's not mess it up, right? But yeah. I don't think there was a love yeah. there. John and I were talking about that yesterday, actually. You guys were talking about, oh, we only we do the handshake deals. We do the handshake deals. No, I'm like I get that, but at the end of the day, though, one okay, one of us was saying that in the, in the meeting. <laughs> no, but when not you're in business together, you know there has to be a certain amount of deference, right? Mm. Like these people that look at individuals and their organizations as pawns, yeah, right, are impossible to work with. Belichick looked at you as an X and O, yeah, right. If you can do this for me, I'll keep you. If not, I will cut you faster than the day is long. Yeah. So he did that with all these players, right? He tried to trade away Gronk, yeah, and Gronk retired. To yeah. not be yeah. traded, but Belichick yeah, I get, didn't yeah, care. I get the girl. So he he didn't develop any sense of interpersonal relationships with anybody. The first time he tried in his career was with Cam Newton. Yeah, how that how that, how that, <laughs> how that, how that worked? Because yeah. if you treat people poorly, if you treat them as um, units of capital or labor, yeah, right, you're not going to get any interpersonal connection at the end of the day. Yeah, so well, I have you, no sympathy you, for that. You know, I, I feel you know I feel like this is we got to pivot away from this because yeah. I can see Cole just just I can see his eyes just <laughs> rolling off, blazing <laughs> over. Yeah. But let's talk, let's talk about you know we educate we try to educate you about about things how the world works, but you and I got an education this weekend. Sure, I think it was amazing. Connell and I actually went to our very first. Quinceañera, which oh. was Colt's daughter, yes. which was which was amazing, which was a, a beautiful event. Um, there was a lot of things. What made it so cool, I think, for the gringos that were there, were we didn't know it was gonna ha- like it was a it was like a surprise party for us. Yeah, because <laughs> there's like a lot going on there. Surprise wedding. Yeah, there's it, it is. It was it was a it was like a wedding with no no groom. Well, well cost the same. Well, that yes. was the whole thing. <laughs> I'm sure it did. So quinceañera for the gringos means 21, and that's the legal drinking age of Nevada. So we were plying Colt's daughter <laughs> yes. with liquor yes. all night. All day. I, I, was, I was slipping her booze like crazy. Quinceañera yeah. means yeah. straight translation. 21. Yeah, it's 21. So in, uh, in Mexico, I think it's something yeah. else different. Yeah, it means something now. different. So in America, quinceañera is a big deal because you can finally yeah. go to market. You can finally get drink. drink. Yeah. You can finally go to market. I appreciate both coming. I know it's kind of a, you guys all had early mornings and stuff, but man, the DJ had to finally cut it off. It got a oh, little yeah. drunk fast. But you, you know what I'm saying? I, I was so sick at one point. I was looking, I looked at Gidget and I go, do you think I could just go lay down in the car? <laughs> you guys finish this up. I wanted to go lay in the car. I was, no. Yeah, I, I, my cold, not from drinking, my cold was raging yeah. uh, that night. But Quintanilla is very interesting. I mean, it's Super a huge, huge deal. People don't realize, and you know, it, it was funny leading up to it, everybody, you guys included, but everybody, what do I wear? What's a gift? What's this? What's yeah. that? People haven't gone to it. And, you know, I think when I tell people wear a suit or, yeah. You know, maybe I, this is how much money I give them. I think people are like, "Really?" And it's it's a wedding. It's, yeah, it's yeah. It was costly. It was it, it was, was legit. Costly. No, you can mariachi tell mariachi was good. Well, you well mariachi was good. You can tell though that's big business, man. Oh, that, man. that that cat that cat that was running the whole brought the oh, dancers yeah. and yeah. doing the announcements and stuff. And I'm getting the feeling that was like the third time they had done that routine Probably. that day. Probably, oh, yeah. yeah. The, it, it was that was a serious hustle on it. But no, it was a, it was a lovely event. It was it was awesome. I appreciate you guys coming. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of cowboy hats, a lot of cowboy hats and sunglasses. Hats. I like well, that. You know what's funny is that is something that people don't realize is how underserved sometimes markets are. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you get this huge market. cultural event. I mean, that is yeah. 
You could buy a car probably for what you spent on oh, the quinceanera. Yeah. Oh, no, no, we're talking, I, no. I gave my daughter on, the nice option. Yeah. I told my daughter, I go, what do you want? A quinceanera or the car you want? Literally the car you want, right? So she yeah. might still be able to buy one because at least you had a lot of guests there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But at the end oh, of the that's day, a good, that's a good you're talking about underservice markets. And I know you guys have done that with Clear See, Title. That's smart. She leveraged you to get to us. Yeah. To get she the money. Had the the She's thing. getting she a got both. A party and that's uh, that no. right there. That's you know what that is? Let me see if I have the power move. Yeah, that, that gets the actual horn power you. move noise. It gets the one. But yeah, but Good job, Mia. That's a power guys, move. You guys have done that, that recently with Title, haven't you? What's that? Walked into an underserviced Latino market. Yes, we have. Yeah, that, that our office that we opened, um, we've already integrated a Hispanic brokerage here yep. in Las Vegas. Very, I'm not, I'm not going to say a brokerage is Hispanic because that's just stupid. No, 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 but it can but cater. No, and it can, they, no this particular company caters primarily to that demographic. They yeah. do, a lot of their agents are Hispanic, a lot of their clients. And the first month we're open there, um, they opened 21 files last month. You know That's what? Great. I, I, it's Boom. just one of those things to me when people overlook those underservice markets. Yeah. If you're going to walk in, find that niche that works, right? If you yeah. want to talk about a business lesson, yeah. my friend uh, who's a prominent DJ in town, he's a, a Latino gentleman. Right. And he, uh, wait, what does he do? I'm sorry. What's, what's his job? He is a uh, DJ. <laughs> okay, I put no, no more, he, no more he sound also, effects. He, I just, he, yeah. he now a, I know where it is on the board. I can't yeah, help but push it. Help it. He manages yeah. a bunch of venues and stuff. So they had this one venue that was sort of underperforming mm -hmm. as a thing. So he's like, no, 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 we're making this Latino. Like, we're going yeah, Latino we're night, going whatever. Latin, right? we're in. Line up around the block now. Because if you cater to people that, here's the other thing, though. Latinos know how to party. Yeah, right. I know how to drink. They know how to party. They know how to enjoy themselves culturally, right? Like, it's a good time culture, in my experience. So, you know, finding those underservice markets, I bet you there are a ton in this town. Oh, sure. Where people are not catering to them, other than maybe a couple of handful of people. Yeah. You're there. No, the guy, the guy obviously had the quinceanera down. I mean, dude, there was pyro. Which, for the record, I, when it went off the first time, I was like, okay, we're going to have a straight-up Great White event in this place. Because <laughs> oh this dude is bouncing repetitive sparklers off of a drop ceiling, I mean, a solid no, yeah. 60 seconds yeah. at a time. It wasn't bouncing. It was Spraying into it. Yeah, it was gushing it was into the drop ceiling. Fire hosing yeah, into I, the I, ceiling. I, I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely look for the fire Yeah, I, I thought we were going to have that, and then the floor was moving. You guys, like I said, left, but the dance floor got crazy. Yeah. And it was moving. I'm like, oh my god, they're going to collapse the dance floor. It, it was interesting, but no, the niche market. And sometimes people don't realize how uh, how. I mean, my wife does very well, and a lot of it's a Hispanic right. community, right? But I always see Hispanic agents trying to get away from that. They want to go do million dollar deals. And the story I always say about that is, I knew a guy in California. He was a number three uh, agent and all Coldwell banker in all. California. Number one was some guy out of uh, La Jolla. Number two was Malibu. Mm. And you got this guy selling little properties in Indio, California. Good volume. And he just volumes. But they'll refer you five, 10, 15 yep. different yeah. people. Loyal. You know, Loyal. loyalty. Because, you know, Loyal. it's like if we go to Mexico and want to buy a property, we're probably going to look for the guy that speaks English and whatever. Yeah, yeah, you sure. know, so I'm on day know. 700 of Duolingo Spanish. I would yeah. love to have had Chris, Chris was doing good. I took Chris to the opposite. We kind of had. You know, the English-speaking crowd over yeah. here, Spanish-speaking crowd. There was crowd. definitely a line. And Chris went, Chris went <laughs> it was over like there the, and had it was, fun. It was like the Rio Grande right <laughs> through yeah, the middle no, of that party. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. So I, I, went, uh, I went straight to you were straight the, over John, the border? John Wayne over <laughs> yeah. there, and I went to go hang out with the Yeah, yeah no, we found out they had, like, all Don Julio 19. Yeah, they had all the good stuff, They had all the good stuff. They hiding the good stuff. All we had to do was hablar un poquito espanol. And all of a sudden, got the good stuff. The good tequila came out. Me, Chris stayed for a while. Your daughter was super cute. She was having a blast. Oh, my God, that's my little buddy. Fun time. Like my so, buddy. Yeah, well, let's, you know, you educated us 
about um, you educated us about Ken Sierra. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. But Connell educated me and you this week about something. And yep. and I got to tell you, if you are an NFT person, which you know I support a couple of NFT projects because I actually know the people that are running them. That's fine. But if you want to understand the blockchain or NFT, this was the best thing I have ever seen on it because I don't think this guy has a dog in the, he doesn't have a dog. Yeah. In it was very, it, it was an objective. Dude, it is objective. Go to YouTube right now and Google line goes up the problem with NFTs. And it was jaw droppingly shocking. And when you start to see this guy unravel, you know, the purpose of NFTs, what they're for, mm-hmm. what they're the real idea behind it. And, you know, essentially what he's talking about is, is I had no idea how clunky the blockchain actually was. So everybody's like, oh, the blockchain's gonna replace everything. Guys, it don't work that well. I, I'm really eye-opening. Yeah, it was eye-opening how, you know, you think it's exact data and everything gets thing. Guys, there's times when you can have two separate validators validate the data on the blockchain and create a split, and then which one's right? <laughs> Yeah. You Who's don't know. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, and you can't fix. There's things. no court of law. You can't delete stuff. There's nobody to appeal it to. Um, if, if your nudes are leaked on yeah, it, dude, it's in dude, there no, forever. No, this, oh, this is what I, this is exactly uh, what I thought. Because at one me. point, he's one point they're talking about, which things I didn't know about this. If you have a wallet on like MetaMask, where they're saying you should put all your medical records, mm-hmm. if you have somebody's MetaMask address, you can just drop an NFT into their wallet. And can, put and put a virus in it that, can, that it. can nuke everything else in their in their wallet. So imagine this. So I get a picture of let's say Kim Kardashian, you know, uh, doing whatever with whatever rapper of the week, and I put it on I put it in an NFT and I drop it in Kanye's wallet. Yeah, it's stuck there because he can't delete it because if he opens it, it, it nukes it, the whole. It nukes yeah. everything. It dude, it is crazy the exposure you have now. The general consensus of this and everything, and I really, really like this because this guy broke down and was very, very, very sad. Very well educated. Very well educated. Mm-hmm. About, it was this, not short. This is a two-hour two video. Yeah. Two hours. Two hours. I, I watched the whole thing. It was, so it was enthralling. Um, but essentially, he's talking about, you know, you look at the reason for NFTs is because the way that crypto works, it's not like a central, cryptocurrencies in themselves are not like a central banking where they can add more currency out. You need some demand in so people can pull profits out. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we need a vehicle to create to force people to buy cryptocurrencies. So that we can turn our So that we can turn our money. crypto into Dude, money yeah, and get it out. And essentially that's what it is. So look, am I saying that there's force? And, and then you, they talk about the cult of personality that NFTs have become. And you walk through the Wall Street bets uh, mentality where like, they're like, you know, all these guys are like, you know, disillusioned with the future and this is their chance, man. This is the chance. This the, is the one chance they have. The rampant middle to, class. To real, the rampant middle yeah. class. And if you think about some of the places we've been and some of the meetups we've been to, that's the guys in the room. Like, every, like they, they they perfectly described the entire crowd of these NFT meetup things we've been to. It it was all of these guys. It was spooky, actually. All of the, it was how accurate it was dead on accurate. The thought mm-hmm. process, the 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 socioeconomic economic background, the the education the level, for the it, reasons for the, it. You can't criticize dude, this because ev- you're just a loser. If dude, you don't, don't understand, understand it, yeah. you're, you just don't you're get it, bro. You, you just, just don't, don't get, get it. You don't get it, bro. You don't. We sat here in this room a couple weeks yeah. ago talking about. No, 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 I get yeah. it. Yeah. But I don't think you understand why I get yeah. it. And what you're not seeing is Eminem's not going to hang out with you because you have right. the same thing that he does. Okay? Right. It's who's a greater fool. And Eminem can throw half a million dollars away into the ether because someone says, hey, this might appreciate yeah. the four million because there's people that want to be in this club and they may get together or whatever. Yeah, so no, it, he can I, take a flyer. I, so I, I, I think again, I can't stress it. I want to say it one more time. Line goes up, the problem with NFTs. Keep going, Colt. 
No, I was going to say, I think that, you know, us, we've been through a lot of market crashes. We've seen stuff, right? And I think we're all three business people that look at stuff as show me A, a tangible good or B, you know, common sense of how this goes. Right. And common sense to me, I always tell people, I get what you're telling me. Yeah. I don't get what you are telling me because tell me the exit plan. Like we always say, it's a hot potato game. It's, well, and, that, and that was the consensus. It's going to be... You know, you're going to make your money. Some of these guys, if they're smart, they'll get out. Just like in the 90s. Well, yeah, 50% like, will like burn. the, 50% the will internet burn. bubble. A lot of people got out of it, and they're worth still a lot of money. There's a lot of people that didn't, lost everything. And I think that's what it is, is one, is that going to happen? Is that tomorrow? Is that in three or four years? Who knows? But people always just assume we're smarter than everybody else. But guess what? Like the Goldman Sachs, those, all these people... They're they're watching this. They're dumping money in, and yeah, they'll be the first thing well, 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 here, well, yeah. well, here, well, like it's the little stuff too, man. That's so scary. Like it, the thing that I th I thought was the scariest about it was like you look at like even like the Good Morning Good Night in the Discords. Like if you're in a Discord, do you realize that the, the Good Morning Good behavior, Night yeah. that is that is programming you, that is, and it, it is done on is purpose. Like so, if you are in a Discord and you're using Good GMGN Good Good Morning Good Night when you're in a Discord. You have been programmed, my yeah. friend. That, that that was that was done to you. That's not courtesy. That's you know done what, for a reason. You know what's really also smart, John? The how he pointed out that this is not a zero sum game. No, it's not. So you always think, okay, we said this too, and I make the mistake of thinking, okay, half the people to the last sale that goes down mm -hmm. are going to get burned. Yeah, but all this whole crew, two thirds of it are going to get burned because of gas fees and all that. Stuff. Yeah, well, right. because, yeah. because fees again, on top of it and inefficiency. Again, again, well, they talk. Well, that's the inefficiency of blockchain and how easy it is to manipulate right. because it's not regged. Because, like for example, when your gas fees are sky high trying right. to make these trades, a lot of it is because there's bots in there running the damn fees up because uh -huh. the guys that control like. The whole purpose of crypto and all of this was to, to deregulate and get against, get away from the man. Guess what? They're already running all yeah, of this. Man's in there. You just don't know it. Right. It's like it's worse than that because you can't see it. And it's just yeah. it was so eye opening for me. And look, if you want to make money in NFTs, God bless. I hope yep. you kill it. Best of luck. I yep, just yep. don't want you to be the guy holding the hot potato I, I, and understand. I, I, you, go into it with your eyes open. You kind of turn against doing. somebody when you say that, though, right? Like what do you when mean, you Mike? think about it, you're like. Hey, I hope you can rob enough banks and not get caught. Right. To well, me, I go. You're, well, you're going to smoke somebody. Yeah. Just remember, if you're yeah. winning, like somebody's you going to lose. Somebody. Somebody's going to lose. There's somebody in the end of the bag, right? Yeah. And it's all you're yeah. not selling any value or whatever. You're gambling. So if you want to take that gamble and you say that we're all soldiers, it's like when the mafia right. kill each other, right? right. Yeah. You knew what the game was. Yeah, you got yeah. involved. So maybe I don't have a ton of sympathy for you. Right. But there's a lot of institutions now promoting to elderly people. Hey, you should have five percent of your yeah. your portfolio. I somebody, yeah. I heard somebody say ten percent the other day. And well, but, but, like, why, oh. but but again, why are they saying that? Because the but banks these are people that trust you but, to do the right but again, thing. Right? But the banks and these these they're already kind they of get, it, get out. They're behind the scenes. They're they need the you to put your money in because they need their money out. It's a grift. People, it's, yeah. we always talk about it. People have no idea how much money is out there and there are funds that can move markets, whether yeah. it's real estate, whether it's stocks, bonds, it doesn't matter. Like they can move markets. And mm -hmm. if you don't think they're in the N NFT game, the Bitcoin game, yeah. you're nuts, right? They're in the yeah. marijuana game. They're in everything. Like these guys have, when you have 40 billion behind you, you can change markets, right? Look at, look at Blackstone and new homes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are you going to do? Compete with them? No, you can't. No, you're dead. They can move that market. They can move it way, way up. So yeah. Anyway, well, that's enough about NFTs. I just, I, yeah. I want to, I, you know, I, if <laughs> I think everybody should, if you, if you are investing in NFTs, even if you're doing well, I think you owe it to yourself to watch that, to understand, uh, just, 
a strong perspective. It, it you got to treat it like a good gamble. The, the pro, the, you know, the problem is I, I try to be fair and balanced in, in, in my thought process. I've only heard the people and friends that I have that are making money and we're doing this and I'm going to make a million dollars in NFTs and I'm killing it. And blah, blah. That's the only people I've gotten my information from. Right. And this wasn't even presented in a way that why the, this is just the reality of some of this math. And it really does pattern the economic crash. Of, it really oh, does. It's yeah. crazy. But now I want to skip over and talk about what we really want to talk about for uh, the episode today, which is resilience, which we talked about. So, you know, I think people really love the other day when we kind of started breaking down stoicism a little book. So this is a book called Resilience uh, by Eric Greitens. I'm not going to, of course, read it. We're just going to discuss the parts of it. Yeah, I think. <laughs> can, no, no. can we talk Chapter real one. quick oh, yeah, we, about. Cold, cold, um, the answer is yes. Yeah. Whatever Joe you're Rogan and whatever's going to come out of your mouth, no. you can say yes. Well, it, that's stupid, right? Have you noticed everybody's like small town? Who gives a shit? If you're off the platform, Neil Young is the biggest person. No, the, Who's the other one was some guitarist. Can, can, right? can, can I tell me? Yeah. Can I tell you the only thing that pissed me off about that? Did you see the articles this week when they were saying, "Oh, Spotify's stock crashed because of Neil Young"? Dude, every online service yeah, provider stock Everybody, crashed. everybody crashed. Neil no. Young had nothing to do with it. That's not know? where I was going. I was going. Where are you going? Can, can we just say that probably <laughs> the worst <laughs> song ever made is Journey's? Uh, don't stop believing. Don't no. stop believing. No. Worst nope. Song nope. Ever. I know the worst song ever made, and I can tell you right now. Well, it's top three. Makes my skin crawl just thinking about it. No. Nope. Four non blondes. What's oh, up? Oh, to, to, what's going on? Whatever it is. What's yeah, going on? Dude, I. Really? Hate that. That's that song. That song? Built this city by Starship. Oh, yeah. Come that. on. That, no, no. Oh, no. That's on the same oh, level as Journeys. Unlistenable. So, so Journeys Don't Stop Believing is so awful because it's the cringiest white man anthem ever made. And it just has this thing about there's this website called What Pe- White is People it? Like. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think right, it's, number, it's number, number one, one. Number one song that gets the bros going. What is it? Don't Stop Believing by Journey. No. Not, I disagree. I disagree. What would you say, oh, Mr. Mr. Brightside by by the Killers? No, you throw Mr. Brightside on the broad, they, they, they go my crazy. My dad will start going journey, and then they'll yeah. be like, think? "Oh, is it Journey? Journey by a mile?" Yeah. All right, okay. Mr. Brightside might actually be number two. Yeah, but journey is, and I don't. Like I'm, so, I like I'm Mr. Brightside. shocked that you're like defending Journey. I like, you'd have some sort no, of hatred. It's, no, it just got so overdone. It was so overdone. People pretending like it's their favorite band. Like it's not a cool band. This is like saying Europe in the final count is your no, favorite no, band. No, 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 no. White Snake's you know, my you know, favorite you know, band. You know, what it, you know what it is? If you're a person of a certain age, as I am, right. I'm older than all of you, you weren't at the skating rink shooting the duck in, in, in a couple skate changes <laughs> direction. <laughs> I mean, and those, dude, that was the pinnacle of your young adolescent light was going to the skating rink. Anybody that did the skating rink, man, that music. I did, yeah. I, dude, you but throw me some Def Leppard, the, the, the OG Def Leppard on. Dude, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm in. Def Leppard shirt. I, I remember when Journey came out. Right. Journey's of my era. Okay. I was young, but I remember it. Did, did they have the skate? What was the ice skating rink? Well, it was the But at the end of the day, it's not that I had a problem with Journey in 1986. My problem with Journey was 2006 when The Sopranos came out. And then everybody rediscovered this uh, goddamn song, and it never went away. Is that like the worst? It, it, it was something like twenty gets, year break where I hadn't heard it. Well, that's dream. It's dreams Dream by, by uh, dreams by yeah, yeah. by Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Same thing. Dude, I, was, I, skateboard like the, I do like that yeah, song, but yeah. after I'm like, all right, enough of it. Everybody stop yeah, putting it on it's your. Just, it's stories. just when it's overdone. It just yeah. became this white man anthem for like frat boys in the two thousands, yeah. right? And it was like you. Why are you doing this to well, me? That, I think Limp Biscuit had that market cornered pretty much, I think. Oh, man. Oh, I would, does he look old now? Oh, oh. Throw some, some break stuff on your end. Start 
dr- yeah. believe you want to break stuff out. anyway. Yeah, I want to hear some. Right, well, Colt, where else were you going? Do you need me to fill time now? No, no, we're, we're actually now, now we're gonna, no. We're, I mean, we're going to get started because we're losing. Where are we at? Twenty-three. Where are we? Twenty-three. I got it, Casey. All right, well, let's talk about this. So resilience. Let's talk about that. Yeah, just sideline the show as he always does. First step to building resilience is to take responsibility for who you are in your life. If you are not willing to do that, stop wasting your time reading this. The essence of responsibility is the acceptance of consequences, good and bad, of your actions. Personal account, yeah, dude. I mean, personal accountability is everything in life. If you are not willing to take accept that you had something to do with your wins Mm -hmm. and you had something to do with your failures, it's done. You know, you mentioned that when we were specifically talking about Joe Rogan, who came out with that ten minute. Statement where he goes, look, I'm not trying to put out misinformation. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I should. I need to do better. I need to do better at balancing perspective because I have a platform and it's this and that. I don't. I didn't mean to. Yeah. But it turns out that I am. I take responsibility for it. I thought Loved that was it. huge. Loved it. I thought it was great. And I thought. And I thought it spun the whole narrative on its head. Oh yeah. But I don't think people do. It, yeah. I still like Neil Young and his music. Yeah. I'm still. I, I'm good with it. He can yeah, dislike what I, I had like to say Neil or whatever, yeah. and I take responsibility for it. I still like you, Neil Young. Yeah. And you know what that does? Yeah. It makes him the bad guy. Which is just like, I don't need to hate my haters. I don't need no. to put more hate out in the world. You don't need the energy. We talked, you know, we were talking about that too. That, that, you know, like we talked to my daughter, people don't shit talk up. Or people don't, sorry, people don't shit talk down. Yeah. Yeah, they shit no. talk up. 100%. And so somebody's talking mad smack about you. It's because something about you has Superior. triggered a insecurity yep. or jealousy in them. Sure. And, you know, so when somebody's talking bad about it, you, think about it that way. They're really actually there's there's something missing. But more important, I'm going to take that one step further into the realm of personal responsibility, because dude, I've talked shit about people before. Everybody has, and I've tried to get I've tried to get get a lot better about it yep. later in life. And the reality of it is, is now when I feel the need to talk smack about somebody, I say to myself, let's wow. be honest about you know what is it that they have that I'm somewhat jealous of. And if, if this is an interesting little exercise you can do next time you feel the need to do this, ask yourself, what do they have that I'm actually sort of jealous of? And then do one of two things. Look at the flip side of the coin or figure out how to get it. Because like, for example, like sometimes you see people and they're out all the time partying. Like, oh, look at this guy. He's a drunk. He's always out doing this. Have and the reality blast. is if you're married, <laughs> no, but if you're married with kids and home responsibility, you kind of miss that freedom. So when you look at that and you feel that twinge of jealousy, like this guy just can go out and do whatever he wants and blah, blah. blah. And then you're like, yeah, but he probably wakes up by himself a lot. Yeah. He's probably home oh, alone totally, a lot. Totally. So you got to look at the flip side of the coin. And I think if you start bringing it down like that to look, but if it's something that they have that you don't, maybe instead of talking smack, maybe reach out and say, hey, dude, that's awesome. How'd you get there? Help me get there. So swallow the ego a little bit and get and, and, and do that. Swallow the ego is number one. No, you know, no, the only people I've talked shit about in, in the recent history are uh, Jackson Mahomes and uh, Brittany Matthews. Oh, my God. Oh, Patrick they're, they're, okay, Mahomes, okay. horrible. Sometimes horrible people just deserve it. Dude. Sometimes and, and they just not deserve because it. It's That's going jealousy. to cost his brother millions. It's yeah. literally because these are what awful people look like, and yeah. I don't want their behavior modeled he'll ever co- again. He'll cost his brother millions. And when I see yeah. a guy out drinking a party, and I don't talk shit about that guy. I go, man, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, that was a great time. I, it, well, okay, <laughs> it's not like I sit here and look for that either, but I'm just using that as a rough, great, oh, great, great, great example. It is 100. Like is. I, I sit there and there, there's some people on social media that bug the shit out of me. I'm right. like talking crap, and I'm like, you know what? Good for them. I am jealous that they can go act a fool on social no. media because I won't. Right? Well, like, dude, good for them. What, what, they have what, that. One of my most famous quotes from The Apprentice that I got campaign was, "Dude, no, it's, it's you know to live by." Stop pointing the finger, start pulling the yep, thumb. Yep. If so, when something goes wrong with you, instead of looking for the outside source of what caused the pain, 
look inside to what you could have personally what, done. What can you do about it? What right? could I have done yeah. differently to make that? Or happen? what can I do about it? Even if I don't like something, right? Yeah. Well, I have, if you have legitimate grievances. Well, that brings us to this right here, which, which is this, which is what happens to us becomes part of us. Resilient people do not bounce back from hard experiences. They find healthy ways to integrate them into their lives. In time, people find that great calamity met with great spirit can create great strength, which I really dig. You're either winning or learning. Yeah, dude, you, you don't, you don't, don't, Try to shuck things off. Use yeah. that pain. Use learn the lesson. Yeah. Get better. Either get win or learn. Yeah, yep. that's it. Get stronger. Uh, when we're struggling, we don't need a book in our hands. We need the right words in our minds. When things are tough, a mantra does more than a good manifesto. You know, I love this. I always say, Yeah, I get that. No, mm-hmm. I, I dig this because I, I always love to say, um, you know, education without action is entertainment. And as great as cult segues are, in cult they are. <laughs> fabulous i mean they're just spectacular yeah. and we try to be entertaining yeah. like if you don't actually take something that you hear here and put it into actual practice it's worthless eh, you're not really gonna get anywhere right. so rather so than hopefully we, if you're listening take yeah. that we hate tom hanks and go do something Jesus. with it no. go to no, his do, instagram no page. do not know <laughs> twitter no. let Wait, him know you're gonna get some psycho is gonna go injure tom hanks now and then the we're going cold, no no, no. no. i got a counselor go can you disclaim that cold amadan do not reflect the power move or the associates therein yeah that being yeah, said that. words guys words words go, go use words That's oh god it. use your words <laughs> there you go team hanks but i think that again you know Prepare for things to go poorly. Prepare for, you know, set, you know, make a decision that, look, if something happens to me next time, next time something bad happens to me, what am I going to do? How am I going to react? How am I going to talk myself through it? You know, you don't have to have an actual circumstance in front of you to do before you make a decision on how to handle it. I always tell people, it's like in real estate when we sell, when we, when we deal with clients. The reason that our clients are so happy with the agents that we, we have at Sylvie Vegas and how they're trained to work is, we walk through every projected pretty much scenario of what could, what could happen in the deal, good and bad. Sure. And then, because it's much, more, it's much easier for them to agree to a hypothetical scenario than one that's actually in front of them. And then once they've agreed to that hypothetical in a previous conversation, if it comes up, it's easier to go back to that previous decision. Yeah. And it's the same way with yourself. Like you've got to have a process that you develop in your head to deal with stress and deal with problems. Priming. You've got to prime yourself. And yeah. if you've never really thought about it, you know, now might be a good time to think about it because we're right at the break. So we're going to give you a break. We're going to come back, talk about more about resiliency and how you can apply it to your everyday life. And then Colt's going to probably side, you know, I'm Here sure you he's going to take us somewhere. I got a lot of things on Yeah, he's got a lot of things on his mind, guys. So you'll, you'll, you'll definitely want to come back. We're back in a minute. <laughs> Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Back from the break for part two of today's episode about resiliency, where we're discussing the book Resiliency by Eric Greitens. And, uh, and yeah, I think um, if you missed part one, you should go back and check it out. I mean, but but uh, if you're here on YouTube, whatever it is, and if you're here on YouTube, do me a solid. Hit the uh, hit the like and subscribe. And actually, whatever you're listening to us on, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple, I know we don't pander for the reviews, but it does help. Yeah, for sure. Why not? I mean, just throw some review. Just hey, man, it's Thanks not hard. Job. Thanks, five stars. Hopefully, look at this way. It's kind of like Uber. Look, look at this. Look, okay, there, there's, it's like Uber though. There's the there's the driver and then there's the rider. So yeah. I would like you to grade it on me, the driver's performance. 
Not so much Colt the Rider's performance. Well, in all He's, fairness, John, you got to be careful because at the Quinceanera, yeah. a guy did come up to me and go, hey, are you one of the guys on Colt's podcast? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Colt's podcast. Did he say, did he say in Colt's Spanish? Pal. In Colt's, in Colt's, Colt's podcast. podcast. You know what? I was no, hoping I, you no, guys would no. die in Egypt. Then it happened. Look, 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 look. I'm not there yet. God willing, one day I'll be sharing. But you know, this is boys. This is our podcast. Let's be honest. It, it is our podcast. And in Colt, I just I don't. Would we have more than ten thousand subscribers if we didn't have Colt? I've, I would zero chance. Probably. No, you John, probably would. Would you be here? No, no. But if Colt wasn't here, <laughs> would no, I be here? No, no, no. I don't care. I see you on all day. Yeah, yeah I, spending this these time with Colt is the highlight of my well, life. Oh, you know, I, I appreciate it. And yeah, there's a lot of Chris's there. Chris, Chris became real friendly at the bar. Everybody loved Chris. Shocking. At the bar. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Chris was in the bar line. Met a lot of my family. Had some. Tengo mucho. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah we, yes, yesterday, we, yesterday we jumped on the jet to go to Kansas City, and I needed Chris for some stuff that we had to talk about. And he wound up sitting in the back with like the Russian videographer. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like where I would have been like looking for the earbuds about five minutes in. Chris was like, "No, I mean, no, I, I would last like I would. I mean, I could live in wherever the shit yeah. we're talking about, <laughs> Siberia. Siberia. Yeah. She goes, "I'm from this small town in Siberia, and it's like what, like ten people, twenty people." She's like, "No, no, it's very small though, six hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> that's not too small. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a, that's a major metropolitan, a major metropolitan yeah. city. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, Winnipeg." All right, well, let's jump back into uh, talking about uh, resiliency. And this says when we're struggling, oh, we talked about that already. This is skipping on that one. You'll have to go backwards and hear that one if you want to do it. Uh, one of the reasons you are suffering right now is precisely because, of, because the purpose of your struggle is unclear. What are you working toward? What are you fighting for? Who are you going to be? And again, I think that's about having clarity of purpose, clarity mm-hmm. of, of self, clarity of, of all of those things. If you don't have that, uh, I think it's... Uh, it's like what we say about stoicism. If you don't know which port to which port you sail, no wind is favorable. Yeah, right. that is a great statement. And, and I think it, it goes. It's so funny, man. How how if these resiliency books go so hand in hand with the concept of stoicism. stoicism? Yeah, I mean, it just really does. Well, it's, I mean, resilience is basically everything, right? Yeah, discipline because resilience is a form of uh, it's a description of discipline, mm-hmm. and discipline is something that do you know people that don't struggle with discipline that it's just completely natural. So do you know people that are highly disciplined that are unsuccessful? And the second part of that question, do you know people that don't struggle with discipline in general? Everybody struggles with discipline. Right. Every single person yeah. you've ever met yeah. struggles with discipline. You get up early, you eat the right things, you do all these things, right? Yeah. Uh, everybody struggles with it. Professional bodybuilders that come out on stage and look absolutely elite, right? They still struggle with their diet. They struggle with the discipline. They look at the cake and they go, whatever. If you don't, you're a psychopath. Right, yeah. you're a crazy person if you don't struggle with discipline. Right, yeah. I want to give up the. I'll, I'll stay up late and party and, and binge this Netflix show. I'm not going to go to bed early and eat healthy, or whatever. That's the number one struggle for a healthy lifestyle. Well, I think the reason that people stuff with discipline is just what this says. They don't know who they're fighting for. They don't know why they're doing what they're doing. They don't know what they're working toward. They exactly. don't know. Look at those people on the path, though. Like I said, a professional right. bodybuilder. Right. Yeah. Their goal is more important to them than the chocolate cookie or the donor that direction to that direction though keeps them on track yeah because they know what they want yeah it's a path i want to be mr olympia i want to be miss you know nevada i want yeah. that thing when so you're that when, will yeah. when your goals are more important that's to right. you than than the bullshit around you you'll achieve them that's right. i mean it's just a decision but cookies 
Are you going for? Are you? Because you know, you know, you know, you know, you know what season it is. Top five cookies. No, we know what season it is right now. You guys don't know anybody with little girls. If you haven't got, oh, is it? Is it? It's time. Am I the only one that doesn't like Girl Scout cookies? Yes, yes, you are, Colt. Yes, I do not. And you should not be surprised by that. You are the only one. Yes, I know. You This is more shocking than Star Wars. Look at his face. Star Wars. I can. I'll listen. You know what? Chris yeah. started talking to me, and I don't remember. We started drinking <laughs> about started. something about he's on board with my Star Wars sucks. <sighs> Maybe you were drinking that yeah, much. No, no, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure you, you did. But I'm yeah. not. I don't. Sit You're not even arguing this, right? Yeah. Top three I'm, cookies. What's your top cookie? three cookies? All Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, all no, Girl Scout cookies. They wouldn't even make the top twenty. <sighs> okay, cool. Yeah. What are what are your just favorite? the whole planet? Okay, <laughs> watch this. Here it comes you ready. Oh same same time. Favorite cookie. It's gonna be Fig Newton, isn't it? It's gonna totally be Fig Newton. You know what? They're not as bad as they. Tell me they're that bad. They're not that bad. They're terrible. That's not a cookie. It's like a biscuit. It is. Or is it? They say on the package cookies. You know what? Oh, the Delta biscuit. It's not. Oh, the Delta ones. All right, what's your favorite? You what's your favorite cookie? Deltas? I oh, mean, the, the biscotti cookies. Okay. Those are those solid. Are, that solid. would be number I love three. Biscotti. Biscotti's cookies oh, are solid. A homemade chocolate chip cookie. Mm. Yeah, that is. Just... But it has to be like flat. It can't be nice and fluffy. I don't like the big fat. I like them. I like, like a them flat. flat yeah, a little burnt. Little burnt. Flat. Never stayed at one of those oh. uh, Hampton Inns or. Yeah, they got the cookies the right there at the front. You get warm. Yeah, yeah. The warm cookies and milk. Yeah. What were the back in? This might be before you. Back in the title days, what were Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. Otis Spunkmeyer. Uh, every title company had, had those. I would have go with the the yeah. the Delta biscuit. What are they called? Biscotti. 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 Number yeah. a good pumpkin. 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 What? A pumpkin cookie, dude. Dude. Okay. What? Listen. 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 A pumpkin right, wait, 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 with chocolate. Hang on. Stop. Stop. Stop for a second. Stop for a second. Look. 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 Hang on. Look. Here's a message. I don't know if you can hear this in space. But whatever alien life form has programmed your pod person to come to the We've planet, discovered him. you've got some you serious glitch. You've got some serious glitches you in your programming. Yeah, debug before you send them back. <laughs> do not make. I don't think they make pumpkin cookies. I don't I think don't, that exists. Uh, what? First off, I will fly Delta over any what airline just to cookie? get the Delta. But you can buy them at Costco. What no, is a, a pumpkin, pumpkin cookie? A pumpkin, a pumpkin with, with, with a no I pumpkin with, with chocolate chips in them. Oh, phenomenal! When it's pumpkin season. Oh, I'm bringing you guys some. What is it? Pumpkin season. October and November, right? Is there oh, is there not a pumpkin season? I mean, I guess autumn. Yeah. You ever had those cookies? They have the, they're almost like butterscotch cookies. Oh I don't God. like butterscotch. Ugh, top three yeah. worst. Eh. Oh, yeah. I love those All right, let's just go worst cookies. Oh, so no, hold on. For number okay. one is an Oreo. Oh, man. I do love an Oreo. Oreos. I'll give I it mean, to him for that. Oh, a, a dunked Oreo. Yeah, no, in milk. You oh, can't yeah. drink you, no, but dry you can Oreo. Eat, you're a psychopath. You cannot. You can eat a dry chocolate chip cookie, which yeah. makes it a better cookie than an Oreo. No, I Oreo can is, eat is a dry. But you can't get the knockoff Oreos. You ever had well, knockoff Oreos? Like high hose or high Yeah, try to save 50 cents. <laughs> worst, <laughs> worst decision ever. I'm all about a good deal, but you got to get That's the original funny. Oreos. Pumpkin cookie. Like, I, with a chocolate chip? I've never seen this. Lifetimes and I just started never seen it. flavors and I would never have seen that. it. Never seen it. I'm, I'm a, a big pumpkin. I'm a, I'm a big pumpkin. That's a top fan, pumpkin chocolate. What's the worst cookie? Oh god! One pick, not think, top uh, pick. What's the worst? Anything cookie? with raisins in them? Who puts no, raisins? I'm I'm going Snickerdoodle. Really? Oh really? I like yeah. the Snickerdoodle. I like Snickerdoodle. Or, no, yeah. I'm so, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. 
The pecan sandy. That's the one I want. Oh, anything pecan. That's the one that you're great. That's the one you're pecan. No, it's a pecan if you're from the south. But that's the one like my grandmother always had her house, and I'm like, oh, great. Uh, yeah, my that. grandma always had some. They shared some shitty cookies, but. Yeah. Here's a here's a kind of Wait, underrated what kind thing. Of grandma has shitty cookies. She's German, so everything was oh, like lard. Yeah, I'm not. Or they were like Russian Germans. Yeah. Everything had lard in it. You know those Danish. Here's a thing in my life that I've the never tins. thought about. Okay, yes. but they were never. They never had anything in them. My in my family, that was like for sewing, sewing. needles, yeah, yep. yep. and all yep. that shit. Yep. I don't know if I've ever sat down and like taken down a tin. The weird thing, well, like, the, a, like the, one the, with actual. The weird thing about the tin is that they're supposed to all be the same cookie, right? But to me, they taste differently. They're like different shapes. Yeah, they, there's different know. shapes that taste differently. Okay, for the two people the still listening to us, uh, Sorry, thanks guys. for hanging in there. Sorry, guys. We're gonna get back on resilience. <laughs> you, you know, you, my friend, if you're still listening to us, are showing a we high level of resilience. Test your resilience. I say you're still listening to this nonsense that we are we're babbling about. So here we go. Practice builds habits. Our habits are our character. When it comes to virtue, practice make uh, makes a very great difference, or rather, all the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in a little episode of my house yesterday, <laughs> sun came down. You know, mom's like, "Do you have any homework?" No, nah, not have any homework, mom. I'm gonna be up here on Xbox, though. Whatever. Mom's like, "Yeah, whatever." Looks through his stuff, finds he has a little bit of homework. Comes, she's like, "Hey, you didn't get down here. You have homework." He comes down the stairs. Like, I call for him. He comes down. I'm like, "Bro, what's up?" Mom says you have homework. He goes, I don't have any homework. Like, dead wow. serious. Stuck and then he comes out and he goes there. And I walk around the corner. I go, did you really just walk downstairs, look me straight in the face and lie to me about something yeah. this stupid? Yeah. And I was like, man. <laughs> and, and that's what he got. Honestly, that's what he got punished for. Sure. Was yeah. that. Because I was like, look, there, there's a saying that, like, if, if you lose money, you've lost nothing. Or not a saying. Harvey Keitel said it in the movie. I don't know what it was. If you lose money, you've lost nothing. If you lose time, you lost something. If you lose your character, you've lost everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you chip away at things. And, and being truthful is so important with that. It's crazy. Yeah. But, but you know, but your you habits. Trust, but you you yeah, your, your habits are what you do. I mean, if you know, show me your habits and I'll show you your future. Yep. I think that's what it is. Building those habits and, and your habits are everything. And a great book for that, which is not on this we're talking about, is Atomic Habits. If you haven't read that book, I highly recommend that as well. Well, you sit there and look at Peyton Manning, look at Tom Brady. They are not most athletic, athletic no. people out there, but DeMar, they are having. DeMar DeRozan went 7 for 13 from the free throw line in a, in a game the other day. So he sat there. There's video footage of DeMar DeRozan just at the free throw line shooting 250 free throws. Because he was so disgusted so he made himself. 250 free throws. So the, Air Can- the, the ACC, the center or whatever in Chicago, was all broken down. All the chairs were up, and there's just a picture of, a guy in DeMar DeRozan shooting free throws 250 times. I go, I don't even really follow his career, but now I like him. Yeah. yeah. I like that guy. I don't even He's like, that's not going to happen again. I'm, I'm not. That's I'm not, what I, that, that's the kind of stuff that I see and go, you know what? That's just a really great attitude. Yep. Oh, you know, phenomenal. Next one, smiling and breathing. These three, these simple, the, wait, I'm sorry. Smiling and breathing. These are simple things. Exercising and serving. These are simple things. Being grateful and gracious. These are simple things. Acting with humility. Acting with courage. These are simple things. Some people try to make this business of living way too complicated. And, and I, I think it's true. I think people get in their own way so often. I, I think people can't, you know, how often do you say, man, if that guy could just get out of his yeah, own way? Shot himself in the foot. Just, right? yeah. yeah Antonio times, Brown. Yeah. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, Number one. Number one. Antonio Brown is the poster child for that. Get community. out of your own way. Stop. If you go through life, something came up the other day, and this person was just like, oh, everybody's against me. It was that whole attitude. Yeah. Oh, if I did this, oh, this person did this. And I go, have you ever noticed what the number one common denominator of all your problems is? 
You. You. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Because <All, laughs> yeah. I've never had that problem. Yeah, everybody else seems to do this <laughs> yeah. to you. And uh, you're like, just Everybody's an asshole. Everybody's an asshole. Everybody's an asshole. It's like, you know more. what's funny? I bet you I could go talk to 100% of those people. And have a good conversation. They'd be like, hey, what's going on? How are you? Yep. No, I, I totally agree. And smiling is such an easy thing, right? Saying thank you is such an easy thing that can you, change everything. You know yeah. what you should do? You should go up to more women and tell them to smile more. <laughs> they love that. They love that. Smile, hot pants. So, yeah, yeah that'll get that. you a long and way. Call. Just walk off and say you're welcome. <laughs> you're the, welcome. The thoughts of feeling cold. No, that was Connell's. That wasn't me. That's a good point. Yeah, no, no, don't give. It's just that old. I'll take all the hatred from the Tom Hanks fans, but don't pull a whole thing of women against. It is weird though. You know, like like I said, it is funny though when you do see men telling women things like that. Oh yeah. Hey, why don't you smile more? I've oh, seen it happen like, live, and I just like, you know, my sister. Why si- would make you think my, you should yeah. do that? My sister, who in an, an alternate life was a flight attendant for Delta, oh, right? God. And one day she said she snapped. She goes, "I was on." She goes, it's "Like a fourteen-hour shift or whatever it was. It was crazy." And you know, she's working her ass off, and some guy goes, "Hey, you should smile more." She goes, "You want me to smile?" Yeah. She goes, "Okay, now you smile, and I'll smile back." And the guy smiles her face. She goes, "Now hold it for fourteen hours." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Well, like, that's, much. that's not. That's pretty smooth. I thought yeah. she was gonna be. Like, no, oh, you no, fuck no. yourself. Man. No, 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 no. Look at that. No, my, no, you, my sister <laughs> yeah, winning with snark always. Always winning with yeah. snark. Well, I, I love this card, this little comment, which is courage overcomes but does not replace fear. Joy overcomes but does not replace pain. What that means is I think so many people look for emotions to fade, things to nothing. stop. Mm. It, it's going to be yin or yang. And there's always some balance and resiliency of understanding that, you know, dude, if you – when you go when you go to the high dive and you jump off and you jumped off the high dive when you're a little kid, you were scared to do it at first. You got the courage to do it, but the fear doesn't really go away. It just diminishes. You just know you're going to be okay. You just know right. you're going to be okay. It's a known quantity. Yes. Yeah. You, you can, you can, now you can quantify that fear. There's always a twinge a little bit of right. worry. I mean, every time... You know, I, I you know people would say, "Oh, you're a great public speaker, this and that." But every, every time I walk onto a stage, I still have a twinge of, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I, I mean, every <laughs> time I, I do a real estate deal, yeah, same thing. And yeah. I've done, we've yeah. done thousands, all of us. But still, every time I'm like, "Oh, here we go." It's here like go. You, yeah. you get a little, you know, anxious, sure. a little thing. That's yeah, cool. It's because you're not a psychopath. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, but if you don't, if you can't you balance it, I'm not. If like you get into the okay. UFC ring, if that that was we recorded that, so now he can use that yeah, against you for. Oh, for I meant figuratively. He's actually <laughs> a pod person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you okay. like you take a, a UFC fighter that walks on the ring. I don't care who you are. It's that whole Mike Tyson quote. Yeah, you scared like, every I'm time. Breaking him down. I'm scared. I'm, I'm breaking him down. Breaking him down. Breaking down my mind. And then all of a sudden, I step in. and I'm a god. Yeah. Right. And the fear goes away, but the fear is there as you're walking right, into the ring. Right. Yeah. You can have all the fake bravado. You can pretend to be tough. You can be these guys when they're standing there, you know, being tough okay, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're nervous. If you literally have no fear, you're a rabid, yeah. right? You're mm-hmm. you're an animal. You're not really a human because there, there's always a risk of loss. Right. Who's undefeated in the UFC? And everybody who's been defeated got punched in the face. Yeah. They didn't have a great time getting knocked out. No. So that's going to be in your mind because that's how we survive. You have mm-hmm. to understand risk. Yeah, yep. and, and, and I love this one because this is, we talked about haters earlier, right? 
This is the number one thing that haters don't understand about people who are successful, which is this. Those who are excellent at their work have learned to comfortably coexist with failure. The excellent fail more often than the mediocre. They begin more. They attempt more. They attack mm-hmm. more. Mastery lives quietly atop a mountain of mistakes. Oh, yeah. You know, you look at what I'm doing right now, where, where I invested in Nick Marietta's company and we're doing that. And, you know, I, I'm rolling... I mean, you know the number. It's, mm-hmm, it's, right. it's north of seven figures I'm rolling into that deal. It, it's, a, it's a big investment. And it's essentially the same setup and the same kind of a deal that I did five years ago where I lost seven figures. Mm-hmm. But I learned so much from that deal about what not to do that right. when we looked at this deal, I realized that everything that that deal was lacking and what made it fail filled in is here. what makes this successful. Right. And even in the short amount of time that we've been doing this, I mean, it, the, the difference is just night and day. But two things about it. Number one, you know, you're talking about I took a seven-figure loss over here a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. So there was a second when I had to, you know, I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, "Am I really willing to throw this across the table yeah. again? again?" The Am thing I about really willing to do that. Here's, here's the nice thing about seven-figure losses. What's that? It means you had made seven figures, right? No, 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 no. Think about it. No, no. Oh, we done something else that I had seven figures to lose. That's right. So you know that you, here's the thing. It's, it's the quiet desperation of the lives, you know, that, that most men are leading the Henry David Thoreau quote. Yeah. Right. The quiet desperation they, they have, they don't have a million to lose. Yeah. Right. Right. So when you know that you can make a million, right. Right. That loss, like you said, you take the good with the bad, right? You look at it and go, okay, I've done this before. I've gotten here before. Yeah, yeah, I took a bath here, but I learned, and it counterbalanced off some other yeah. things. So life shakes out, right? But even that, but but I, but I don't want to belittle that loss because it wasn't just. No, I mean, dude, yeah, that was no, a no. that was yeah. a soul sucking four year siege of emotional stress and, and Harvard and PhD serious, in business. It was it, and loss. Yeah, yeah. It, it was brutal. I mean, yeah. it was lawsuit after lawsuit. It was absolutely brutal to take that to take those lumps, and I didn't. get I got over a couple it. of them handled pretty. Yeah, uh, you, pretty you, did, cheap. you did. You did. You did. But but I didn't. You, but here's the, but here's the thing. <laughs> I didn't get over it. No, no. I'm using that. I'm using that knowledge, that pain, that stuff to get to to, to do this and drive forward. So you've got to have that that courage. Oh, it's like so when they say people. So yeah, I, I don't. I, so somebody looks at me and says, "Oh man, that dude's so lucky." Yeah, no, yeah, no, buddy. No. I, you, I, haven't, I, yeah. you haven't been through. Everybody's I have, got I have paid the, for this. The bags of shit yeah. I've eaten yeah. on the way. I've, I've, I've eaten a lot of shit. Over it's like when you know, if you're 40, 50 years old and you're starting over, you're not starting over. You know, you're not starting over yeah, without yeah, all this knowledge. Point. Now you have all this knowledge to go step into mm-hmm. maybe a new venture or something. But that's what well, that's what happens, a life right? Of experience yeah, is yeah. and that's a whole you miss a hundred. Colonel Sanders, buddy. Yeah, Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah. I love the Colonel yep. for that reason. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yep. So you miss a hundred percent of all shots, shots you don't take, take right? Yep, like that's, that's exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Eric Hoffer studied the reasons why people voluntarily give away responsibility and join mass movements and or mobs. One quote he collected came from a young German who explained that he joined the Nazi party to be free from freedom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So um, I did a college uh, presentation for a professor in a class. He gave me 100% on it. came over to my apartment. It was my final exam. Greatest class I've ever taken wow. in my life. Where's Guy this went, going on? No, no, no. no, no. Here, yeah, here we go. In terms of, in terms oh, of a oh, real wow. educator, a philosopher professor, mm-hmm. one of absolutely everyone's favorite who's ever had him. And I, I took the allegory of the cave and I, I mixed it with Nine Inch Nails, Happiness and Slavery. And just the concept of the guy on the Plato's cave allegory, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's this whole world going on and all you know is this life of shadows. Mm-hmm. Well, are you happier knowing that there's this life going on ahead of you or would you rather be 
part of the allegory, right? And Trent Reznor's happiness and slavery, there was a lot of parallels lyrically. So it's just, there is a lot of happiness in slavery. There is a ton of psychological dissonance. You dissipate. Well, the freedom by, of not having to make decisions. By not having to yeah. make decisions. Nope, I can't. The wife said I can't. <laughs> men, oh, there are men that life. love that. Story of my life. <laughs> so if you're the kind of man that likes that, good for you. Probably, yeah. uh, maybe you're, as long as you don't resent it as well. Yeah. Right, as long as you don't resent the slavery, yeah. you have to take it with it. Yeah, now get home and make our sandwich. <laughs> get the chunk left. The longer you hesitate, the hairier and scarier the fear becomes. The longer you hesitate, the more likely you are to turn around and crawl back under the covers. Screw that, Walker. It's time to begin. So essentially right. what it's saying the is- Josh McDaniels. Yeah, uh, man, no, that's that's the dude. It, you know, the obstacle is the way. Yeah. The obstacle is absolutely the way. The longer you procrastinate, I mean, how many times have you seen kids do this? Where it's like, jump I mean, off either, the diving jump board. Off the diving board <laughs> jump off the diving board. Run and jump, jump it off. It's, and it's like, it's like forever yeah. to get it done. And then they do it and they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to jump off the roof. And yeah. they're like, dude, yeah. wait, wait, like, Boy, come on. Or if they sit there too long, then they psych themselves out. They'll never jump yeah, off of it, dude, right? And same with the business. If you psych yourself up too much and yeah. you'll never go do it. I mean, sometimes the whole analyst, you know, right. analyze you know, paralysis, you know, right? Like, well, it's like it's like Tony Robbins. Though, you know, his his one of his things is if you can't, you must. Mm-hmm. Which maybe that's to sell seminar seats, but at the same time, I like some of it. It's like when people say, "Oh, I can't do that," then you must. Have you ever done a backflip on a trampoline? Yes, mm-hmm. you can do a backflip. I mean, yeah. would I do it now? Yeah. No, have I done it? Yes. But you know that feeling. Do I stitches under this eyebrow because of it? Once yes. you've done it, <laughs> yeah. the fear is gone. You go, yeah. oh. But getting up to that point is personally one of the most difficult things I ever did as a kid. Yeah. And so getting my kids to do it now, I've taught. I've taught Ava how to do it. I've taught other people how to do right. backflips mm-hmm. because you take that responsibility away a little bit and you flip them over. Like I got you. See it. Yeah, right. I got like you. I got you. Once they get that though, they're doing it on their own because most things like that aren't difficult. It's just the unknown, right? right. Yeah. Right. Falling backwards is the unknown. It's so. Right. Yeah. Millions of people in all walks of life and every endeavor create distractions and excuses for themselves by focusing on tools rather than on character. They rather, as Socrates wanted, focus on what they have than who they are. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's a that's you know, I say I mispronounced Socrates because it's been a long day. I'm so like, great, so great, so great. <laughs> that's how day. they say it in the no, South. But, <laughs> but I think what I think what they're trying to say there is, there's always excuse. Mm-hmm. There's always the excuse on getting this stuff done, and and I'm gonna tell you that's a, you know that's a big difference in some of the deals that we've done here. You know how many people in real estate say, oh, I don't have the credit, I have the money to get these deals done. I can't get it done. That deal we did in Arizona today for $2 million. We bought a house for two. We're going to sell it for four. You know how much money we're going to have in that deal? Zero dollars. Hopefully not a lot. We got the end, we, so we got the whole back end financed, all the, all the construction finance, and I got the front end financed with gap funding that's going to be there. We'll have zero dollars in that deal. We'll make a million dollars. Stop. A way. Yeah, there's a way. There's there a, is way a way for anything. There's a way. way. Right. There's always people, a way. So but I, I kind of read that as people focus on the tools, not the character. Right? Do you think a lot of times that comes into the concept of materialism? Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is people always people tend to look at what they want, mm. and they they immediately start analyzing what they don't have and why they can't get it. Can you read that again? Yes. Millions of people, all in all walks of life and in every endeavor, create distractions and excuses for themselves by focusing on tools rather than on character. They'd rather, as Socrates warned, focus on what they have, what they have, than on what they are. Meaning, How I read. So, rather than seeing that the answer to your solution, yeah. the answer to your problems is probably within you. Right. If you just push forward and find it, it's like, well, I can't do that because I don't have this. Do you know how I read that? I, for some reason, it really stands out. It's when people um, 
adopt an identity not on who they are, what they've done. It's what they, they present do. or what they yeah. show or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You get the guy with a Ferrari, he's Ferrari guy. Yeah. He'll let you know he's Ferrari guy. Or oh, yeah. you get the guy with a lot of tattoos. All of a sudden, the tattoos become their personality, right? Yeah. They focus on the things that aren't who they are, their character, right? All right I like this about, too. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm the tattooed realtor or whatever. That, like, that's not a personality character. Not that there's anything wrong with being a tattooed realtor. No, 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 no. The, the guy. Because right, right. there is a tattooed was. realtor. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah but he's got like the rap and the poster. And I go, I'm like, but that doesn't tell me anything about you, who you are or your character. Yeah. It tells me what you have and how you present. Yeah. So, but what does that have to do with? Well, that, How can I trust see, you? Well, no, but that, well, that goes along with everything I tell everybody. Yeah. You know, that's one of my one of my big pieces of advice to entrepreneurs is don't let what you do become who you are. That's, yeah, because what yeah. you do could dramatically change in a couple of years. Sure, sure. like don't be the NFT guy. Right, <laughs> right. Like, be guy. you. Be you as a guy who buys NFTs right, because right. precisely. Yes, yeah, be, yeah. be you. But it happened because owning NFTs. NFTs isn't a personality. Yeah, and, but but people that's, are making it that. Right? Like I love rap. Well, that's not a personality. Yeah, that's a that's a thing you enjoy. Your personality should be. No, I'm a person. I have character. Yeah. I, you know, blah blah blah. Okay. I'm a dad. See, and I, I look at it as like just because you don't have a Harvard degree doesn't mean you can't go do stuff. Like some people, like my wife's that perfect example. She doesn't have that education. She doesn't have the tools, but her character yeah. will push further past having those tools. She's got other tools. Yeah, yeah. She's got the characteristics of being yeah. being that way. So yeah, yeah no, I, I get there's it. a lot of ways to look at I character. Get it. The fight is won or lost far away from witnesses in the gym yeah. and out there on the road long before the dance and under the lights. That's DeMar a cool DeRozan Muhammad Ali right there, baby. Yeah. That's a great one saying that. You so win. Yeah, when DeMar DeRozan takes his next set of free throws, yeah, he ain't I missing. bet she's banging him out. He yeah. ain't missing. What you will become as a result of what you are willing to endure. Are you willing to work hard? To think hard? I know that you are. You always have been. That you know that goes along with that's the Rocky yes, quote. Course. It's it's not how hard you can hit. So, yeah, whatever. So, but it is discipline. That is that the most played out movie quote right now for motivational speaking right now? Well, just Rocky, because we always speech. go to nights games. Oh, we see it. That's true. We <laughs> That's see it. What it is. We, are you going to nights game night? No. No. Oh, yeah, I'm going. Nights. Uh, do you guys I, like do I have Rocky? tickets? I don't even know. Uh, no, I don't yeah, think no, I have like tickets. Rocky. It went off. It went off tonight. It was good. Uh, we'll still do that, which is good. But no, back to this. <laughs> so again, we talk about you know what you were willing to endure. Hard times breed hard. Make great men. Yeah. No, it's, it's a thing. Great, easy times yeah, create hard men, soft men. Hard men create easy times. Easy times create soft men. Yeah. So, so understand, man, that pain, that, that the problems, that, that, that adversity that's hitting you in the face, understand mm -hmm. that, yeah, it sucks. Right. I mean, nobody likes it. Nobody's enjoying it. Nobody wants that. But that's what's making you who you are going to become. Right. And I think social media is doing disservice to people because everybody's just seeing the top. They're not seeing that hard stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't see you at two in the morning freaking yeah. out over a lawsuit because, but they see you on a private jet or, you know, yeah, people don't, do. people do not see those things. Like I always tell people, Michael Jordan's career was not that amazing, right? Like, I mean, it was amazing, but there was Sorry, say that again. no, no. But he went through hard times, right? Like, he went and tried to do baseball. Well, no, he no, 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 no. But even like, that, yeah. I, but more than that, I Michael created adversity out of thin air for himself. Yeah, he just decided. Yeah. He just de no. He just yeah. decided yeah. the Knicks are my are my nemesis yeah. in Earth, and oh, I'm, I hate oh, all of them. And that's all. just what he decided. Pistons, and Pistons. Oh my God, he just decided. Just hated I, Isaiah I'm gonna, Thomas. I'm going to absolutely murder this. I'm not guy. playing with him on the Olympic team. No, it's just. He just decided it. It's and so I annoying. think, so if you don't have any adversity, again, right. you, you should, you need create. to create something. Here's also something to think about. 
Everybody wants a sugar daddy until daddy wants some sugar, right? You, <laughs> yeah. see, you yeah. see the handbags. Oh. You see the handbags. Oh, Who's filming that Instagram <laughs> yeah. story? Who's Who's filming filming that Instagram the hand's story. a little shaky, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Hand's some a little wrinkly. Little heavy, <laughs> heavy breathing <laughs> in the you background. You see a liver spotted see a li- there. A few liver how, spots do I, how do I do the filter? How's the filter work? There's I'm no button confused. on the screen. It's flat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Great. Nice handbag. Anyway. A nice handbag. Oh, boy. Uh, but we're the person who seeks to lead and has not suffered, who claims responsibility on the grounds of a spotless record. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. There's, there's a guy in town that kept saying, oh, I'm undefeated as an attorney. I go, what you're basically saying is you've never done anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah, literally the worst way to advertise. Yeah. I'm undefeated. Could you imagine if you said, I'm a commercial broker. I've gotten every single deal I've ever, ever tried done. to get. Yeah. Ever yeah. done. No, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. It means you haven't taken that, any flyers. Yeah, that way you're not trying them because yeah, you've, you're just you've sitting there. Yeah. your clients yeah. how many times then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Oh, I love this one real quick. So when we rob people of their pain, when we don't allow them the possibility of failure, we also rob them of their happiness. I think this love is probably with child rearing Parent, the yep, number yep. one thing. Dude, the helicopter parents, you got to let your kids lose. Mm-hmm. You got to let your kids fail. You know, this is, you know, my wife is an incredible parent and she's all about it. And sometimes, you know, it's like I, I have to stop her sometimes. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, why are, like, why are you in here cutting stuff out for a science fair board? That, why are you doing oh, that? I know. Like, take him to the store, let her do it. And they just want to do such she a great wants, job. Oh, they want there to be the best. I, my oh, kids so. at like fifth grade had to do this big presentation. Like, you have to dress up like somebody in yeah. the past and decorate this whole mm-hmm. thing. My kids' thing look like shit compared to everybody else's. And I'm like, it's that's because my kid it. did yeah. it, right? <laughs> like, everybody's sitting there. I'm like, I couldn't do that. There's yeah. no way of five fifth graders do, doing do it. Remember well, that Simpsons where they did yeah. the costume dress up and they give Lisa the award because Homer helped her with it? Yeah. And they go, well, there's we, we know these yeah, other kids' parents cheated. Yeah. So you're obviously the yeah. only one that did it yourself. You know what I think the baseline for that should be? If my kids forget something that they need to take to school to get a grade on and they don't get it, I don't think we should take it to school. I think that was your responsibility to get it and make sure it went. Oh, and if you were irresponsible, you, you should do that. you want to go to UNLV or, or Notre Dame, though? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, because you're a kid, but, right? Yeah, it, it, we're still in that place where it don't matter. And, and yeah. keep in mind, uh, okay, full disclaimer, my kids get straight A's. So, yeah. so I mean, <laughs> these things hard do to start to start. But to you got to let them fail. But yeah. you got to let them fail. My yeah. kid, when he started playing video games, my oldest kid would get so pissed off. You know what I went in? Went in and kicked his ass all day long. Every yeah. time we want to play, I'm like kicking his ass. And in video you know, games yeah. or physically assaulting him? Oh, yeah. Both. Oh, good. Throw the remote <laughs> at him after I scored a goal and then threw the <laughs> remote at his face. Yeah, is that not good parenting? Eat it's, it. It's Take not. it. No, <laughs> it's really abusive. Yeah, actually, okay. ter- terribly yeah. abusive. You're terribly abusive. He turned out. Well, guys, unfortunately, we're out of time. There's more of this that we could have gone into. I think you got the general gist. And if, if you're interested in learning more about resilience, I like this book. I read it. Um, again, it's Resilience by Eric Greitlands or Greitens. Um, check it out. It's good. It's an easy read. It's not a, not a long read. It's not a stereo instruction to read. It's not. That's not Marcus Aurelius. No yeah. meditation. Grab some pumpkin cookies. Oh, where, where, I don't know where you get pumpkin cookies. How have you guys never heard of pumpkin cookies? I, don't know. Okay. I think I've had. So people have made because you need humans to make them. Yeah. There's no, you don't store. Yeah, you don't store by those. That's why they're so good. Yeah. Oh. And maybe you just have better friends or chefs that are uh, bakers in your life that we do. But is this, a, a, is, this a, is this a is a Hispanic thing? No, absolutely. It's probably a white person thing more than anything. <laughs> it sounds like a yeah. white anything thing. pumpkin's got to be. Sounds pretty white. Woman. Pretty white. Yeah. Are yeah. they pumpkin spice cookies? 
I mean, well, oh God! I bought. I found cinnamon toast uh, crunch um, bars. powder. Yeah. Oh, just oh, powder, powder, so I can put it in my coffee now. Phenomenal. What? No, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna come in. Colt's gonna be snorting lines of cinnamon yeah. toast crunch powder <laughs> off his desk. <laughs> Need a little pick me up. Anyway. Pick me up. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as always, if you like what we talked about today, make sure you tell a friend. If you hated it, tell too, because it doesn't matter if they're talking good about you as long as they're doing what, Colt? Oh, talking about you. <laughs> there you go. See you next time, guys. <laughs> the Mormon Cobra. <laughs> the Mormon. <laughs> Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.